welcome back to The Wise Man's Page, the podcast where we read Patrick Rothfuss's The Wise Man's Fear page by page. This is page 619. One sentry killed by Dayton. Two who had surprised Tempe in the forest. Three who had survived the lightning and tried to escape. Martin brought one down. Tempe claimed the other two. Seventeen burned, broken, or otherwise ravaged by the lightning. Of those, eight had been dead or wounded unto death beforehand. We found tracks of one sentry who had watched the whole incident from the northeast piece of the ridge. His tracks were a day old before we found them, and none of us felt the slightest desire to hunt him down. Dayton pointed out he might be worth more alive if he spread word of this spectacular defeat to others who were thinking of banditry as a way of life. For once we agreed on something. The leader's body was not among those gathered. The large tent he had ducked into had been crushed beneath large sections of the huge oak's blasted trunk. Having more than enough to occupy us for the time being, we left his remains alone for now. Rather than try to dig 23 graves or even a mass grave large enough for 23 bodies, we built a pyre and kindled it while the surrounding forest was still wet with rain. I used my skills to ensure it burned hot and hard, but there was one other, the sentry Martin had shot and I had put to use. While my companions were busy collecting wood for the pyre, I went over the south side of the ridge and found where Tempe had hidden him away covered with a pear branch. I looked at the body for a long time before I carried it away to the south. I found a quiet place under a willow and built a cairn of stone, then crept into the underbrush and was quietly, violently sick. The lightning? Well, the lightning is difficult to explain. A storm overhead, a galvanic binding with two similar arrows, an attempt to ground the tree more strongly than any lightning rod. Honestly, I don't know if I can take credit for the lightning striking when and where it did, but as far as stories go, I called the lightning and it came. For the stories the others told, when the lightning struck, it wasn't a single startling bolt, but several in quick succession. Dayton described it as a pillar of white fire and said it shook the ground hard enough to knock him off his feet. Regardless of why, the towering oak was reduced to a charred stump about the height of a grey stone. Huge pieces of it lay scattered about. Smaller than the end of the page! Oh, I'm Nick. I'm Jordana. I'm Jeremy. So first off, isn't it interesting that even Quoth himself can't totally explain the lightning? He can't fully take credit for it. All he really knows is that he called the lightning and it came. But uh, hmm. also interesting that it, it appeared to someone as a pillar of white fire, almost like a sort of uh, uh, divine uh, apparition, a divine retribution. Yeah, that is interesting. I, I, I just yeah. don't think that we have a better explanation than the one Quoth provides as yet. The evidence is mm. not amassed enough for me to 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 countenance any alternative theories. 
Well, Jeremy, absence of evidence is not evidence of absence. <laughs> I appreciate that because Quoth is kind of not really always truthful with us, the reader, when he is being a narrator, I appreciate that in this moment he is admitting to us that perhaps he did not actually do the lightning. Yeah, this is the kind, this is what you could call, I think, a limited hangout. This is part of his, part of his legend that he can kind of safely admit the truth that he can't quite explain. He can kind of be honest with us without it really costing him anything, which then gives him license to maybe commit lies of omission or uh, elide certain things that he'd rather not talk about and make it all more believable. Yes. He also, we, we talked about this a while ago. I, I couldn't remember if this happened or not, but he does spend a moment, uh, a quiet moment reflecting on what he did to this corpse. And he does try to offer it some measure of respect. And he does have a moment where he feels terrible and is, is uh, violently sick. So he is not completely divorced from the reality of his actions. No, I think that I, the reason that he didn't do it in the moment is He's in Heart of Stone. He's in like a combat situation. You don't really have time to like consider these things. I think his adrenaline, the combination of being yeah, in It's also nighttime and it's raining. I feel like he can't actually even really see what he's done. But now in the light of day, it's probably pretty gruesome. Also note that Tempe was like fully away. Like we, we didn't really see Tempe's reaction, but we are told on this page that Tempe definitely knows because Tempe hid the body away. Yeah. So Tempe like took the time to drag the body somewhere and, and put it out of sight so that the others didn't find it. Yes. Yes. And conveniently for Quoth, one might say the, the corpses that he like the corpses of the guys that he mangled with sympathy have also been hit by the lightning. So they're probably too, they're too burned to really get a sense of just how gruesome what he did to them was. Cause they've also been like charred. Yeah. Uh, and like, I also feel like we're not meant to think that it's like cool or badass, but it is notable that Quoth has been saying for some time now, like, I feel like I'm out of my depth here. I do not have the skills that Tempe, Martin, or Dayton have uh, when it comes to like the task of killing bandits. And yet Tempe kills three total um martin kills two total dayton kills one and quoth kills 17 Mm -hmm. well i guess he's sort of proven to himself that he does in fact have the skills he thought he lacked yeah all it takes is a will is willingness to defile a corpse and splitting your mind into six pieces to call down lightning Perhaps it is just when Quoth is reasonable and not in Heart of Stone, he feels he doesn't have those skills. But when once he's in Heart of Stone, he does. I mean, I think that you're onto something here, though, in that, like, Quoth has kind of proven something to himself now, right? Like, he he's never really been tested in, like, a situation that could be analogous to, like, war. You know, he did what he had to do to survive in the mean streets when he was a kid. But that's a long time ago, and he's lived a fairly comfortable life by comparison at the university and at the mayor's court. So this is reminding us that like Quoth is a person who is capable of 
great violence when the situation calls for it, when he feels like he has to do it. It's not something I think he enjoys or he's particularly proud of, but uh, I think he's sort of reminded us and proven to himself that like, yeah, when the chips are down, you do have what it takes to, to survive in a situation like this. I am out of things. Well, listeners, our mailbag is getting light. There's a few there, but I think in the interest of brevity, we'll call it here. But please, please do hear our clarion call and reply with letters of your own. Did we miss something? Is there something that you want to talk about? Write in and tell us to pageofthewind at gmail.com. And we'll see you all tomorrow. On yet another page of The Wind. Wind.